0: Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. Today, We welcome Missy Martins, a homeschool mom and business owner, to our Loftcast episode. Missy's business, Copper State Brewing, is near and dear to our hearts. I don't even think Missy knows this, but the idea for what has become the homeschool loft was actually born as Jenny and I talked over coffee one day at Copper State. And we actually hear a lot on a regular basis from people in different life circumstances. Two-income families, single parents, business owners who wonder about their ability to homeschool their kids because the stereotype is that homeschooling requires two parents, one of whom stays home full-time. So we were delighted when Missy agreed to talk with us today, as she and her husband are just one example among so many who don't fit that stereotype.
1: Welcome! Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for coming. Yes. And that is so true. The whole thing began... Is of your business.
2: Oh. Isn't that something? Well, that's one of our main goals is to be kind of a gathering place for the city of Green Bay Aww. and be a place where people can come. And that is so cool. Yeah. Jenny good ideas me are up born and, over coffee. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jenny go called there. me up and she said, I have an idea or we want to talk to you. And I'm like, let's go to Copper State. So, cause you know, that's become my haunt. So
1: we could have had a beer, <laughs> but we had coffee is what we had. Tell us a little bit about you, your family, and just everything. Give us a great picture.
2: Sure. So let's see. We married to my husband, John, for almost 17 years, and we have four kids, ages 14, 12, 11, and 9. This is my eighth year homeschooling. Pro. Yep, that's right. (laughs) I don't know know if I would still call myself a pro. And we just, our business just turned four. So we Mm. started about halfway through that homeschooling journey into a business as well. Let's Ah.
0: throw that into the mix. We're doing homeschooling now. Okay, so let's add a business too. So yeah.
2: So, you started homeschooling about eight years ago. What was your motivation to start? Actually, our oldest, Isaiah, had gone to school. We sent him to kindergarten. In the middle of his kindergarten year, they actually moved him into first grade. Mm -hmm. The school was great. They were working with him really well and trying to give him some extra stuff to do. So, that was great. But then he did second grade there. And then by the next year, our second was going to start. And we're like, this is going to be the same thing. Mm. And our first was actually starting to come home and He he was a bear. I had him. He was was the worst part in the morning trying to get everyone going and into school. And I got him home from school and he was also a bear. You know, he's just kind of not great with his siblings anymore. And he was starting to not enjoy learning. And he had been Mm. such a good reader and such a good everything. I just loved it. And I could see his like natural curiosity kind of starting to. Fade, as he was given these little books and he's like, they expect me to read this. And, and i like, okay. <laughs> and and was I was probably also, wanting to get some like 400 page yeah, book and just uh, really dig in, right? <laughs> I was also coaching at that school, coaching some volleyball and I was seeing these kids go from eight hours of school and then an hour and a half of this. And then they and half of them were going to gymnastics and ice skating and a million things. And I was like, John and I just started talking like, this mm-hmm. is not God's design for the family. I don't want to be a part of this system really. So that's at yeah. that point we pulled Isaiah out. So he's the only one of our four that has actually gone to school. Okay. And he's the one that'll tell the others, you don't want to go to school. Yeah. <laughs> not that that, I mean, and it's not for everybody, but it's, yeah. it's been really awesome for our family. We've loved it.
0: So how did you find out about homeschooling? Did you just happen to kind of know about it or?
2: My husband and I had talked about it actually quite a bit because he was homeschooled. He grew up in Puerto Rico. His huh. parents were missionaries down there uh, and his mom Had been a teacher as well and homeschooled all of them just through eighth grade. Okay. So he had loved homeschooling. He's like, why don't we do this? And I kept, for a while, it was like, well, I've got all these other little ones at home and Mm. I don't know how to do it well yet. But during Isaiah's second year of school, I just did a ton of research and we had kind of decided already pretty much at the beginning of his second year of school, like, we're going to do this, but I want to do it well. So I started doing a bunch of research on curricula and what I really wanted to do. And I had also been a teacher in regular school system for a couple of years before having kids. Mm-hmm. So I definitely probably did too much school at home yeah. <laughs> first couple of years. And it's really morphed over the last eight years into what it is today, which is yeah. a very huge mix of <laughs> Maybe we can call it brew schooling versus brew-schooling, homeschooling because yeah. a lot of it happens <laughs> at the brewery. Yeah.
0: You know, isn't that funny? I'm a former teacher as well. Sometimes I say I'm a recovering teacher. Right. <laughs> and, you know, when you tell people that, they're like, well, you can homeschool because you had that. And honestly, I had to purposely undo because it's a whole different way of right. thinking, you know, versus you know, 30 children who are not your own versus your own few right. children. And they're your kids. They're your mm-hmm. DNA. So if they're screwed up, it's your fault. Right.
2: So... Yeah, I say this is like homeschooling is my all my favorite stuff about teaching without any of the stuff I didn't enjoy about teaching.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like dealing
2: with the other parents and dealing with. Yeah. Oh,
1: my goodness. Correcting
2: a million. And I was an English teacher. I'm like correcting a million papers. Like, why did I sign such a long paper? Yeah. (laughs) So um, I get to do all the fun stuff now without any of the other.
1: And it's not undone, right? Right. You do it, they're your kids, it stays in there. Teaching, it's like, Mm -hmm. please. You know darn well you put it in them all week long, all week long, and then they're away from you, and it's all undone, right? (laughs) Because how you can't at home. Their parents aren't on the same schedule usually as we are as the teachers. Tell us about this venture in opening because it's more than just a brewery; it's coffee and a restaurant and the whole picture, right? Yeah. How about that? I mean, that (laughs) is how did
0: that come about? Even the idea and then pursuing it to open and.
2: Very crazy adventure opportunity that just kind of came up. It was not on our radar at all. Neither my husband and I were even big craft beer people. <laughs> you know, we were living in the Twin Cities actually, and we had four small kids. It wasn't like we were going out to a lot of breweries or doing yeah. going out in general, right? <laughs> he was a mechanical engineer and had been doing that for about eight years. And then truly, this building was for sale. It used to be Hinterland Brewing. Mm -hmm. And my sister and brother-in-law owned the Copper Rock Coffee Companies Mm -hmm. in Appleton. And he had seen this building for as a potential coffee shop. So he had looked at it and thought, oh, this building is really awesome. But ideally it was being sold with all the brewing equipment and with all the Mm -hmm. kitchen equipment. He said, we, Mm -hmm. you know, this is too big for just us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's actually when he called us, we were in the cities and Twin Cities. And he said, John, you should be a brewmaster. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Mechanical engineer, brewmaster—they were right on the same home. path, right? <laughs> so, actually, we bought this whole building with everything in it before John ever brewed a single batch of beer.
1: Wow! So,
2: oh. bought the building, and then he bought a homebrew kit um, <laughs> and started making some stuff at home. And stop it,
1: right there. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, everybody. They didn't know how to do it. It's mm. not like they had a brewery. They didn't come from the brewery family. They weren't born. Well, maybe you were born with gifted brewing skills, obviously. Mm. Well, didn't know it may though. Have been, right? Eng- you just didn't know. Engineer skills. Yeah, see engineer skills. Exactly.
2: But they it's did all it. spreadsheets and a repeatable process. John loves it. So that kind of thing is like right up his alley. He actually probably does more engineering in this job than he did in his previous job. So there's a lot of, wow. there's a lot of more overlap than people think. But the whole like restaurant side, none of that stuff we knew anything about, yeah. which I think you have to be super naive to jump into that. Mm-hmm. So, but it's all, it's but been a big learning curve for sure. And we, you know, we inherited this 30 barrel brew system, which is a thousand gallons a beer at a time. So you, we were just, we just jumped in and you jumped on, right in drinking from big- a fire hose for <laughs> real. Bet. Like it was not, you know, I mean, build your way up. It was for sure we've got all this, you know, and of course engineer mine, we've got all these unused assets in these mm-hmm. big tanks. we got to fill everything. We've got a canning line already. Let's go. We got to hit the wow. ground running. But yeah, the brew site has been Heard a lot about. of fun for John to learn. He's a kind of guy that just loves new challenges yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah. What a great uh, example you guys are for your kids.
2: So <laughs> it's how, amazing.
0: how long after you bought the place, came to Green Bay, got that brew kit, did you actually open?
2: Yeah. So we actually bought the building in October of 2015. Hmm but we couldn't say anything for almost a full year. We were still living in the cities Mm. and we had signed all this non-disclosure stuff with the Packers because Hinterland was building their new space out by Lambeau Field. So that was all involved in that non-disclosure agreement. (laughs) (laughs) So we couldn't even tell friends or anybody that we had bought a brewery. Uh, It was crazy. Wow. So he was still working at his old job and we were just starting to get ideas and figure some things out. So then we moved to Green Bay July of 2016. And actually the neat part that we worked out with Hinterland was that We were super flexible with their move-out date to their new space, and they gave John an apprenticeship, basically, with their brewers. Mm -hmm. So that's really where he learned all the stuff on the equipment, was working with them on their beer before they moved out and we moved in. Mm -hmm. So then they left, they moved out on April 1st of 2017, and we opened to the public on June 1st, 2017. Just like that. Yeah, that's a whole, well, it's a whole blur that couple months. I bet. <laughs> yeah, sure and so when you, you opened the brewery and the restaurant and the coffee
0: shop and everything all at one time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you had all of that in the pipeline, so to speak, and yeah. then said, we're just, we're opening full tilt. Yep.
1: Yeah. Cause wow. when you're in it, you're mm-hmm. in it, you're right. in it to win
0: it. Right.
1: I'm really excited to hear about, and I know our listeners will be so excited because we have so many parents, obviously with all these shutdowns and all these kind of weird things and people are homeschooling for desperate reasons. But some of them work. And so that is an mm-hmm. obstacle for many. They say, but but I work. Mm-hmm. How in the world can I homeschool my children because I, I work? And then we always try to tell them, but it's all right. You can work and you can homeschool. And you are a testimony. So tell <laughs> us.
0: Working and also starting a business venture, which is a whole right? extra yeah. level. Yep. And yet you're still doing it. And I mean, did you ever think about putting the kids in school? Or you're like, well, we're going to work this out.
2: No, we never even that was not an option in our heads. It was, awesome, yeah. and that's what we told the, the group <laughs> when we, because there were more owners at the beginning and, and it was the, like, well, okay, we're going to do this, but I am still homeschooling. So mm-hmm. we'll have to figure out some division of responsibilities because that's yeah. very important to us that we continue to do that. But yeah, I would, I would say it's just a whole different mindset of how many hours and when you need to get them in. And, (laughs) you know, the idea of you do not need eight hours a day to do school. It's pretty much letting go Uh, of the system. Right. Right. Nor does it have to happen on
0: Monday through Friday, correct? Right. 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 (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. And I I mean, ours is very, we don't take a full summer off, but nor do we take the normal breaks. Our weekends aren't really our weekends. We're at the brewery a lot. Friday, Saturdays, like all day Saturday. But then I'll take a full Tuesday or something and not going to the brewery at all. And that's our big home day. And we do a lot mm-hmm. of home stuff that day, like the history and the things we do together. And then when we go into the brewery, they'll bring their math and their language arts. And I'm sitting and doing payroll or social media or writing or whatever. And then they'll be coming up to me and asking questions. And yeah. we're all sitting at a booth and then drinking coffee together. And yep. <laughs> I have literally seen, and, um, doing you have three boys and a girl, right? Yes, Yeah. So I've literally seen
0: a couple of your sons at least sitting, at a table and there's a the math book open and they're just diligently
2: doing their stuff despite yeah. all the stuff around them. Yeah, And the kids are, the kids are great. They're, <laughs> they're pretty easy to homeschool at the moment at least. So yeah, they they make it easy on us too. They're pretty independent learners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, there's, there's definitely <clears throat> stuff that we'll do together that is mm-hmm. more the home stuff and it's, you know, there's some of my responsibilities at the brewery that I can do from home. You know, a lot of the online stuff I can take and do at home and then we'll, two hours of school and in a morning, and then I'll come into the brewery for two hours. And yeah. it's kind of depends on the day and everything. And yeah. it's apart seasonal from too.
1: Academics, apart from that, academics aside are growing and learning so much more than they ever could in an institution of any kind. Yeah. Let's talk social <laughs> skills. <laughs>
2: right? Yeah. My, my 12 year old now, but I think even when he was 10, I remember him coming up Like I was upstairs in the lounge area because sometimes I go up there if I need a little more quiet and don't Mm -hmm. want to be interrupted. And he came up and he's like, Mom, I just had a great conversation with this guy at the bar. (laughs) Yeah, okay, great. It's like, yeah, we talked about atheism and we talked about this. All right, you guys are doing fine.
1: (laughs) That is so exactly life. It is not separate. This is what we're talking about people. It is learning is not separate from life. It's not in separate airtight compartments. The subject, the subject line is life and how amazing that these children get to see life, all different walks of life, all different kinds, learn about things you would have never even dreamt of, right?
2: For sure. And just, yeah, very real life people stuff. Even, you know, in the restaurant industry, there's bound to be Uh, Hey, so-and-so didn't show up, and now we're helping fill in for that particular role. And even the idea of showing the kids, like, look, this person was not responsible and didn't show up, and now look who has to cover. This is what happens in life if you're not responsible. You know, they're just very simple um, lessons that way. But, yeah, they all know how to use all the register stuff. They can ring people up for coffee. They can make coffee drinks. (laughs) This morning there was a wood Mm. delivery because everything, you know, we wood fired grill, wood fired pizza oven, Mm. and we have the big fireplace and stuff. So Mm -hmm. get wood delivered. So today their chore was unloading wood. Nice. (laughs) There's a lot of interesting different little things that happen throughout the day. And some days are canning days and some days are, you know, John teaches them all the Excel spreadsheet stuff with Mm. keg inventory (laughs) and whatever else. And I can help fill in numbers. And so they're learning a lot of his tricks. I don't even know half of the Excel stuff that he knows (laughs) and he's showing them all that kind of stuff. So... But that's obviously things. a real
0: life application yeah. of mathematics for sure, right. in addition to mm-hmm. other things as well. Right. So I mean it's right there. They're applying what you're teaching them from the textbook, you know, right. in your home, right? So which of course leads my oldest mm-hmm. to go, well then why do I need this algebra too right oh, now? Oh yeah. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he might not, except if God is calling him into a field like maybe mechanical engineering, like his dad, maybe, right? So yeah.
2: exactly. <laughs> there's still something you just have to do.
0: <laughs> yes. You still just have
2: to suck yeah. it up, right? Yeah. So awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so Jenny alluded before to the fact of people get really nervous and upset, especially if they weren't ever thinking about homeschooling before the COVID stuff, right? And they're like, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. And then alluding to the fact that you guys just jumped into this restaurant and and brewery business and didn't know what you were doing. So I was thinking about an application of that. I mean, do you have any advice for people who are like, I feel like I should homeschool, but I'm scared to death and I don't know what I'm doing, so I probably shouldn't? Because you can apply that to homeschooling, even though you did research it, but also the business.
2: Right. And I would definitely say the same thing. Like, people tell me, like, oh, but you were a teacher. So, yeah. I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. It's, you know, actually, it's if you know your kids, if you know your own kids, and if you're willing to learn right along with them, because there's a ton of stuff that I learned. When I started homeschooling, and I love Amen. that. Like, I love history. So it's been fun to actually do it chronologically, which you never do in schools. Right. You do it actual chronologically, and you've got all these things to hang your hats. Like, oh, oh, that was going on in this part of the country. Well, this was going on in yes. a different country. Yes. I love that. So I love learning right along with them. It's yes. not like you have to know everything mm. to jump in. And it's also like, who's to say that they are supposed to learn this in this grade? That's right. oh, that mm. drove me nuts too. Like, well, how do you know you're yeah. giving them what they need to? Like, nope. I want my kids to know how to learn and yes. to. Figure out if they don't know something, how they can find out that information. And if they can graduate with or whatever, you know, yeah. the term is, if they can leave my house knowing how to learn, they're going to be fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Grades are for me, not for children, Missy. That's what <laughs> we tell everybody, right? They are not yeah. for children.
0: Well, it's true. And there's, I yeah. mean, there's no such thing if we could look in a child's brain of this is the time when they have to learn to read. I mean, that, that just doesn't exist yeah. neurologically, biologically. Well, who are the
1: people? Let's find them. Where are they? Where are these people <laughs> that said they need to know this, that, where? Nowhere. You'll never find them walking down the street. It's a myth. It's a big, fat myth. Well, you will
0: find them. They are the bureaucrats who set up the schools. I'm not even talking the teachers, but they're setting things up to make it simpler for the adults right. in school so I, systems. I
2: think that's what makes parents more nervous is yeah. that, Uh, but what if I don't teach them what they need to know in third grade? Or you know, like so if you kind of get that out of people's heads, like Mm -hmm. you don't need a certain number of things. Just start with something. Mm -hmm. If they get excited about this topic, get a million books from the library on this topic and start delving in, you know, just
1: it's almost like you need to. I always try to tell parents, and this is the hard this is a hard thing. It's hard to un indoctrinate somebody, isn't it? It's really hard, which is why. People say, oh, you taught this. I mean, I taught kids, too. So here we are, three teachers. But listen, when you take away, it's almost harder, probably, because mm-hmm. the teachers are indoctrinated as well.
0: Yep. But and yeah. they don't know it. They've just yeah, done they what they've it. done in their teacher exactly. training programs, as we all went through, right? So yeah.
1: when you look at the child, though, and you say, OK, try not to pin this child as any grade or anything, because truly, they aren't little buckets. We know there's memes out there. Oh, fill them up. Listen. They are full. God created them. They're full of what they have. Our job Mm -hmm. is to kind of walk alongside them and help them with that whole, and just think. I mean, your kids are getting an education that is, yeah, you have the math books and the things like that, but that is such a small sliver compared to the bigger picture of being in the world and understanding people and working with them. Do you ever have, is it difficult in that sense? Would you say, do you have any run into any difficulties with your kiddos because of the daily routines
2: in you and your husband working? Is it? I would just say there's definitely days when I go, okay, we, or weeks even, like <laughs> we didn't do nearly enough. And it's, that's just still your whole, like, I don't
0: Always. know if I'm doing that well.
2: I don't know if I'm doing that mm-hmm. well. There's still definitely seeking balance a little bit more and seeking just a general being at home more, but that just right now with staffing and with everything else, it's just a constant like you just think you're getting into this like okay we're all we're good we're gonna be home a little bit more and then somebody else quits or some <laughs> other major oh, yeah. thing happens and you're like okay i'm sorry kids we gotta go back <laughs> um so yeah. there's that but that's going to depend on what business you're in and the, and just happens at the restaurant business is a lot of turnover right um, yeah. no matter what you do and what kind of culture you create it's still like if you hire people with ambition which we want to do then they eventually leave which is great you know but it's we have about six or seven homeschool kids on staff, and I just keep trying to <laughs> <laughs> come here for yep. us. So good, yeah, that's how many more so do you good. have? Because yes. they all show up. They've <laughs> it's, just been,
1: its great. <laughs> They're driven, is what they are, aren't they? They're right. self. But then you know
2: you're not going to keep them that long yeah. either. So, right. but yeah, it's always a—it's a revolving door, and that's just what it is. And there's different seasons in the restaurant business too. Like mm. summer and, and into fall, it's going to be busier. But then, and I'll know that we probably aren't going to get as far as my history book as I maybe wanted to or whatever mm. in a certain season. But then our February, March is usually a little slower. So we'll try to fit in a lot more of some of that kind of stuff at that yeah. point. So it's, it's very like whatever, whatever our season is, or you're like right now we've got a new GM starting next week. And so right now we've been filling in a lot. So we haven't really started in the traditional sense of like, Oh, we started school again. Well, <laughs> sort of they're doing yeah. some things, but I'm not, right. I'm not concerned about yeah. that because we'll get, we'll get For to sure. that later. And that's where, the flexibility is awesome. Yeah. In that way.
1: It's so true. And because you can, you just can't fail them. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I went to a high school here in the Green Bay area and I didn't like it, people. I couldn't stand <laughs> it. It was a public school and it wasn't for me. And I didn't do the best except for in music. I did really swell. I am living proof that you can have a successful life. I can't, I don't think I learned one thing. Maybe by choice, <laughs> Everything that I really learned, and we can all agree, when you get a job, when you're working, Mm -hmm. when it's something that you have a passion for, you're going to learn it because you have a passion for Mm -hmm. it. And maybe because we've been in the homeschooling world for so long and talking about it that I have to remind myself, moms and dads, here's the thing. Sometimes it comes easy for us to think about that. Your fears, you don't have to worry. Your kids are going to do just fine. Even if you taught him too much or you taught him too little or you didn't spend enough time on your math book or you never made it through anything, doesn't matter. They're going to enter <laughs> life. It's all good. They're going to be adults who learn. Give them a passion and a desire to learn. Yes. Show mm-hmm. them that. Walk alongside them just like Missy and her husband do. What is his name? John. John. I was going to say Mark. No Missy and Mark. I don't know. Nope, it's <laughs> Missy and John. But this is it. Even if everything, even if all the books were just burned, I'm telling you what. We would never do that. We love books. I was going to say, Jenny, <laughs> yeah, burning is terrible. books. Can Come you on. believe that came out of my mouth? You guys, I love reading. But even if the books were not there, you can't fail your kiddos because they are living mm-hmm. in this world where they will always be soaking in. And God has given them, place passions into them. So they're going to go after it regardless.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's it's really fun to see. I mean, obviously, four kids, but they're all super different. <laughs> it's fun to see which parts of the business they start to like enjoy or gravitate to and enjoy helping with uh, and the parts that they don't, right? Like our oldest, I don't know if he'll continue in this business or if mm-hmm. he'll start his own type of a restaurant business that, that is further from his mind. Cause he knows like, oh, there's all these turnover and there's everything yeah. else. Right. And he's kind of been the one sucked into that. Like, Hey, Isaiah, you're doing dishes again, <laughs> but I could see him starting something. Like he's very, he, mm-hmm. he loves to be involved and like, figure out like, so what's going on? And like the just yeah. the CEO mind okay. of him has yeah. been really fun to watch. He's very typical firstborn, very responsible, mm-hmm. very right. Mm-hmm. But our second is totally doesn't want to own a business, but he's he loves mm-hmm. like the numbers and everything behind mm-hmm. it. Like someone asked him what his favorite subject in school was, and he said, analytics. I'm like, Oh, I don't wow. I don't know <laughs> if I teach that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any t- like, other child has ever said right. that in the history of the world, right? <laughs> Yeah, but he, you know, he's in our copper state fantasy football league, and he keeps winning every time because he just is that kind of mind. Like, he
0: so he's going to run the I books for that. some I other know. business owner or something, know. you know, or, or financial, or whatever, thing, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: a financial you advisor know. for people yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Our two oldest want to start a podcast actually called The Brewery Boys. Ooh, sports I podcast. Love it. That would be so
0: very, cool. Yeah. Jenny, and tell Missy about way. Noah because he was young when he started his mm. podcast.
2: Noah's so. just a week thing. Is the Vikings one? Yeah, you it is the Viking yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. And I'll
1: tell you what, he, it's not us. My husband, who's sitting over there pretending that he's just doing work. <laughs> Here's the thing. We did not teach him what he knew. Mm-hmm. And that no. brings it back right. home. Yeah. God put it in him. He started it. And my husband bought him some podcast equipment because Joel loves podcasts. And he said, have at her. And Noah had at her. He said, I'm going to start this Vikings podcast. And who would have known? Who would have known that it would have went really big? And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm all done. I mean, he's getting this education (laughs) from these Oxford professors. And it's just crazy. So it's in them, right? right. Like the analytics. Yeah. What I don't even know how they do right. the analytics. And the guys.
2: initiative that that took, well, and yeah, the perseverance, they, and they they things like They bought their that. own laptop, yeah. and they bought their own microphone. Yes, and they, you know, I'm good like, for them. But it hasn't quite been started yet because they're both too much uh, perfectionists. that They keep hearing themselves as they do recordings, and they're like, <gasps> and then they erase everything. Oh. I'm like okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, I did. The <laughs> At same some point, I was gonna have to go and yeah, launch it. Just start it. Does it doesn't. We're not perfect,
0: right? right. We just do it. We're far
1: from it. Sometimes I'll get so into it, I don't even. I was like, "What was the question? I have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) But I remember day one on this podcast. We're not even talking homeschooling, you guys. I'm just telling you the truth here. Here's what happened. Because Noah knows podcasts, my husband Joel knows podcasts, and they said, All right, we're not going to hook the equipment up. Noah's like, I'm just going to put the phone down on the table. Mom, we're just going to have this conversation. Of course, I came with all of my notes and the whole thing of what we were going to talk about. And they started asking me questions. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm not even kidding. Like I just couldn't, it was just this weird, like couldn't stop laughing thing. Or they would ask me the question and then halfway through I'd be like, I have no idea. What was I just, ta- what was the question? <laughs> so I told Noah, we can't do it. I can't do a podcast.
0: Oh, you totally can. But in the cool thing is, <laughs> and just even for your sons. We have gotten feedback from people who've listened to the podcast we've put out so far, and we're very real, and we screw up and all of that kind of thing. They're like, we love your episodes, so just tell your sons. It doesn't matter. People I love be on their podcast the being be- real, you know? Right. So, and how cool for a fourteen-year-old and a twelve-year-old start a podcast? That would be amazing. So I said, I said they gotta do it while they're still yes. cute little voices. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't they invite the homes, the old homeschool retired moms on
0: onto the Brewery Boys well, podcast? Do you speak sports? I don't know. They, uh, I got nothing. They, they analyze all the players like Moneyball oh type. I'm not that into it. I used to be the Packer fan in my family way more than my husband. Mm. I don't pay so much attention recently, but yeah. So I could maybe fake it. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) I
1: can't do anything, sports anything, you guys. Nothing.
0: Okay. So something else (laughs) just popped into my head. Yeah, Um, say it. I think a lot of parents, if they're going to homeschool, and we've talked to a bunch of them, they're afraid of the critics, you know, whether Mm. it's a family member or a stranger on the street, or, you know, they're going to criticize me. The family member is going to report me to CPS or something bizarre like that, right? Have you dealt with any of that? Because not only are you homeschooling, but you've got the kids in the business and all of that kind of thing. How do you juggle that if it's ever happened to you?
2: Public. You're in public with them. Right? (laughs) I would would say the vast majority of people who have seen, because the kids are running, they're in the middle of the brewery. That's not like I'm hiding them in the basement or upstairs. (laughs) Like they're, they're around They're They're they're, they're in the parking parking lot, right? Playing ball and when they're taking a break, right? So with a lot of things they're doing, you know, the busing tables, they're doing dishes behind the bar They're you know, Mm -hmm. the vast majority of people are like, that's awesome. I can't Mm. get my kids to do that. How do you do that? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This is just our life. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the overwhelming majority think it's really neat that we're homeschooling. And during like the whole COVID thing, I got real popular because people came <laughs> people came in like, I know you homeschool. What do I do? Yeah. How yeah. do I do this? Oh, and I kept so trying good. to tell them like, what you're doing right now with the school giving you everything and you're online like that's not really homeschooling thing. right don't don't yeah. judge that like it's you're doing it at home but you're still stuck by what they want you to yep. do and the kids are stuck online all the time yeah, so no freedom yeah right? like yeah. it's it's much easier than that for me mm-hmm. in what we're doing so like don't think that you like this is so hard how do you do it like well it's, it's a whole different ball game if yeah. you really want to talk what you would do if you pulled them out of the school system. We can talk about that. But yeah.
1: isn't it hard when you talk to people who are approaching the whole homeschooling thing with such a guarded view? And then secretly, you know the whole school system's corrupt, pretty much. <laughs> I, you guys, I'm not here to make friends, okay? It's true. It's corrupt, is what it is. And so it's hard to tell people the truth because mm-hmm. people take things personally, but it's not anybody's human fault on the earth. I mean, it is what it is. It's not the teachers, mostly. I mean, we know nice teachers could be the teachers, but it's the system. The system doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And we know it. We see it. If you walk outside or turn on your TV, it all goes back to one system that has infiltrated so many different areas of life. And it's hard to tell people that because nobody wants to Believe it. You know, we want to believe the good. We want to believe that it really was everything, mm-hmm. that it's really all about field trips and cupcakes and <laughs> birthday parties and being the mom helper in the mom room. But it's not that. That's not what it is. We're seeing that the children are getting lost. And mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's hard to say it to people. You know? Right.
2: And it's true that for for some kids, like a, a regular school is like their safe place yeah. that they get food and they get mm. adult interaction. And it's really important for some students who maybe don't have that home life. That's their one safe place. So I'm not saying like everyone should pull their kids out of the school system. It doesn't work for everybody, but it's the flexibility that we have has been great. But yeah, Yeah. every every once in a while, we've had a couple bad Yelp reviews or Google reviews like, oh, there are these kids running around at one o'clock and (laughs) this nine-year-old came to make my fire. I'm like, yep. (laughs) Are they really But did he do it well? Uh (laughs) I think he did. He knew how to make a fire. You have a problem with that?
1: (laughs) So... It's just funny. Oh, gosh. I know. (laughs) It's true. They get to learn so much more than just what the school can offer. Mm -hmm. But you're right. There are kids. I mean, and the truth is, is my husband is a great example. He needed school. School was a thing where, you know, he didn't have the best home life. Mm -hmm. And so school was that safe place for him. School was where people gave him accolades Mm -hmm. and love, showed him love. Mm -hmm. You know, so there is that whole.
0: You know it so would tricky. be really cool, though, if, okay, this is obviously not ever going to happen, but if adults would get their act together enough to know that they have to parent their own children so that there was no need for schools. Amen, <laughs> right? sister. Because everybody could be safe at home. <laughs> that's so true. Like, I just want to shake the parents. That's that I, I know, utopian you know, society. Yeah, I mean, nice. I've, I've dealt with people like that. I was in the school system for nine years, so I did have some mm. students whose home life was not safe, you know, yeah. and I was their safe person, and it broke my. And I wanted to shake those parents and say, you're an adult,
1: knock it off. Well, I think because that brings up a a tricky thing of, Mm -hmm. there was some quote that I saw, which I'll totally probably butcher, but it's like, at what point are we going to stop? The children shouldn't be sent to the school for the love. Mm -hmm. You know, it does start at home. That is where it starts, but there's a whole nother podcast episode right there. (laughs) We won't go down that track. What else do we got on the list?
0: For sure. How does your extended family feel about the entrepreneurship and the homeschooling and all of that? I mean, are, how's that gone for both of you guys? Well, obviously, John's mom homeschooled, so that that's cool, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah.
2: it hasn't really been a big issue, especially the grade school part. It's like, oh yeah, you can homeschool. There was a little <laughs> bit of funny conversations once we started homeschooling him through high school. So like, oh, you're mm-hmm. still doing through high school? I'm like, yep,
0: they are doing through <laughs> high school,
2: and they're like, oh, well, how do you? No, they're gonna know what they need to know to get into college. I'm like, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> or or right. the funny questions like, Well, what about prom? I'm like, Really? Oh my That's, gosh. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So well, you can tell that. them there is a prom in town right, here. So yeah. I'm yeah. like, you know, they have whatever they want, but my fourteen year old's not interested in that. at the moment. <laughs> Yeah. Like, all right. But yeah, they get to do again, it's like it's just a misguided ideas of what yeah homeschooling yeah, is absolutely. sometimes where but it's yeah. like, okay, they still get to play sports through our homeschool right. co-op and they've got a bunch of great homeschool friends. Right. Yeah, And exactly. yeah, It's so much. It's just such a different, it's a really wholesome community. I've mm-hmm. loved the families and, that we've met through homeschooling and through yeah. through their, you know, the kids that they play with. It's just been yeah. a really neat experience, even seeing the difference between that and some of the private school kids mm-hmm. that I know or my family. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I still, will. I'll take our homeschool community yeah. and and it doesn't really bother me if they aren't totally on board with us homeschooling through high school because it's not their decision. and yeah. Right. They're not paying it's the not bills, right? All That's of that, right. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, and so you mentioned the homeschool sports and that kind of thing. So your kids aren't just, quote unquote, stuck at home and stuck at the restaurant. You have them involved in homeschool groups and community things and everything as well. Yeah, so is sure. that hard to juggle and make sure that their needs are met that way or you just make um, a way?
2: Our kids are athletic and very competitive, so mm. that's one thing I knew we needed to continue. And yeah. moving to Green Bay, where it actually is Nucha Sports through the GBAC arm, you know, of homeschooling has been awesome because we didn't have that in the Twin Cities.
0: Mm.
2: And the kids were still pretty small, and I hadn't sought it out entirely yet. I think they still could have found – I could have found something. But yeah. when we moved here and found this community, it was like, well, all right, sweet. So yeah. actually, John coaches the cross-country team awesome. that our kids are all on, and that's like he coaches fifth through twelfth. Boys and girls, like 32 <laughs> kids. Um, God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> it actually kind of forces him out of the brewery Yeah, on an afternoon to run yeah. with the kids and hang out with them. So it's kind of a fun thing. But yeah, they play basketball and stuff too. And once in a while do the track. But most of the practices are about within five minutes of the brewery, which is awesome. Uh, the, the different boys and girls clubs or some of the gyms around town. Mm-hmm. So they bring their bikes to the brewery and they'll bike from the brewery to their practice and they awesome. come back and then you know one of them's at practice and then the other one's sitting with me doing homework mm-hmm. and then they switch or i drop both kids off at the same time and mm-hmm. you know if they've got back-to-back practices and then they do their homework and they do them you know it's, it's whatever it works and it's nice yeah. that you can do it yeah. the practices during the day yeah, and you don't absolutely. have every evening chock full of a million things because that is yeah. also kind of our we don't do any traveling teams. We don't do anything mm-hmm. on Sundays. Like that's our one day off of the brewery. Totally. The kids know we're not going to the brewery. We're also not doing sports. We're not doing, you know, it's, good. it's mm-hmm, like yeah. total family yeah. and church day. So yeah, it's just always balanced, but it's so much better on the homeschool front as far as sports. Cause it's not as crazy as maybe our world sports have gotten. Yeah. Where it's yeah. the schedules are a bit less. We have two cross country practices a week mm-hmm. and then one meet maybe, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, nice and easy yeah, <laughs> yeah. so they get the involvement day. and they
0: get to meet the other kids that right. they have things in common with and
2: but and it's all not that, crazy right? on our schedule yeah. yeah 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 and our kids have a lot of freedom around the brewery and the the cool thing with the brewery and the coffee shop is that we've met a ton of people around town mm-hmm. made a ton of connections like yeah you know they'll peruse a farmer's market by themselves and there's a ton of people that know them and they're looking out no for kidding them. <laughs> and then they'll bike to the y from the brewery and a workout or play basketball and they'll go to the library from the brewery and then they'll you know so there's some days when they're yeah. just in and out yeah. as john and i are working and and it's almost a little more harkens back to days of yeah. yore where they could just ride their bikes i love that and yep. I'm like, yep, i ahead. do love
1: that oh. you just pray for
2: them and you go i know they yeah. need to yeah how to do this none of them have phones yet so they just go and wow
1: i forgot all about the yeah. farmer's market it's huge yeah. what yeah. a privilege. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) I mean, because right, you guys are, that's right in the thick of all of it, really, all this stuff. Do they go to that little candy store that's up there The, starts with a B? Burnsons, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Not that one usually, but they're often seen getting corn or uh, (laughs) ice cream or whatever else on (laughs) Farmer's Market Days with the money that they just earned helping park the cars for our Farmer's Uh, Market Days. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool.
1: Just a great, rich life is what it is, right? They don't aspect.
2: always, uh, they don't always appreciate it, but someday they will. Yeah. <laughs> some days when it's, it, it is long hours, some days, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. not a normal childhood by any means. So they sometimes, you know, it's, of course, regular kids, they'll see their friends doing whatever. And they're like, mom, mm-hmm. why do we have to do this again on a Saturday? Like, I know, because we'll get, we'll all get up at Saturday morning at 5.30 to come oh. to open the coffee oh, yeah. shop and the yeah. brewery and John's cleaning tap handles and the kids. <laughs> so wow. it's like, it's a weird life for sure, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah mostly a lot of fun and it's kind of neat to have your whole family pointed in one I was direction Say that yeah this is our goal and this is why we're doing this and we'll share mm-hmm. the numbers with the kids mm-hmm. and like this is so what's good. happening and if we help with this look at what happens to the labor numbers and you know it's, it's an interesting education they're getting on that See, front that
0: too. is great because homeschooling is I think primarily about building and maintaining those family relationships because when kids go off to school that all gets fragmented right and you've got double because your family income, the roof over your head, it's all integrated, right? right.
2: So that's like a double
0: way to connect your family all right. together. I love that.
2: I would say, like, when John was actually a mechanical engineer in the cities and we were, you know, I was at home with the kids, you know, he was gone for eight, nine hours a day. He'd come home. And even though it was a more flexible schedule, as far as like he could come home and not have any work to do, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So we had evenings as a family and normal dinner. Every night as a family, which doesn't really happen as much now. Right. Unless it's dinner at the brewery.
0: (laughs) Right. Um,
2: Which you have awesome food. I just have to tell you those Brussels sprouts. Oh my my gosh, those Brussels
0: sprouts.
2: (laughs) But yeah, he would come home and we wouldn't have a lot of things to talk about as far Mm. as his job. And then he'd ask about our, you know, it was, it was kind of a disconnect. Yeah. And it's been really fun to work with my husband. We found we can work really well together. We have very opposite skill sets. And then at the same time, like. We're doing math, and Isaiah asks me a question. He's just about getting to the point where I'm like, ooh, I sort of remember how to do that, but your dad will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go take it to dad. Uh-huh. Math um, is always
1: the big dad one. It dad, seems like yeah, everybody just does the math dad.
2: Math and the science is, yes. John just explains the science really, really well to the kids. So They'll ask me a question, and I'll fumble through it. I'm like they like, should I ask dad? Like, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. He's going to explain it really well. Yeah. So yeah, our science comes in in all sorts of ways, but in, he's just much better like, okay, well, let's stop and let's do this. And yeah. it's sometimes Sunday morning as he's making pancakes and he'll explain to them about whatever chemical reaction is going on. Yeah. But it's like, he's just, he's good at that. Mm-hmm. So he'll kind of handle that part for us a little bit more and be, and he's accessible then he's with, you know, even though we're busy and sometimes it's, they can't interrupt dad, but there's plenty of times throughout the day where it's like, oh, you can just,
1: He's right. right there. Right. I have a question. Can I ask this question? Cause I'm dying to I don't know, know what it we, is. Okay. So you can try. <laughs> maybe we talked about this before, but so your menu, how did you come up with the menu?
2: That is more our chefs than it is us. Okay. So gotcha. We have a kitchen manager and okay. we'll help decide things. I help name things. That's one of my things That's I do. Fun. Yeah. Um, but she is, a, you know, she's the one that kind of comes up with our menu and it's seasonal. And then we have some features and stuff that go on and off. But yeah, that is something we delegate for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a big learning thing in general. Just to
2: yeah, for I mean your we've been to
1: witness. It, we've been
2: pulled into the kitchen a lot to help, yeah. but we don't do the orders sure. for the food. We don't yeah. set the menu. You yeah, know, that's yeah. that's run by someone else as yeah. a, as it should be because there's just absolutely there's only so many things you can try to do, and you you yes. gotta have good right. people right. around you, and right. that's what we we try to surround ourselves with. Dele- delegation people. is important, right? Yes, in knowing it is. When and how and so, where, yeah. right? Our team at the brewery is very important. so... <laughs>
0: Do you have any other advice for business owners? Maybe they are currently, you know, owning a business, they've owned it for a long time and they're giving thought to pulling their kids out of school or maybe they have little ones, you know, but they've had the business for a while. Do you have any specific advice for them as they're pondering?
2: Yeah, I guess just knowing how much you can get done in a much shorter time period Mm -hmm. where, again, you've got two hours later and you probably... Even if they don't think they have two hours, the kids are probably on whatever screens for two hours at some point or at something like that, you know, or at another sport for this many hours, you've got some time in there. Those yeah. are easy things to plug in and you don't nearly need as much time as you do at school. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're doing one-on-one
0: or one-on up to four maybe or whatever. And so right. you can focus a lot more quickly, right? And, and get a
2: right. lot more done in a short amount of time. And just the knowledge of learning is, can be supernatural, not supernatural, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that it too, can it can also natural. be supernatural, but
2: <laughs> it can be just a much more natural process. Like yes. the kids can help, you know, in our kitchen and yeah. they're learning stuff about cooking and about yes. science and about- And it is chemistry. It literally is all chemistry that kind of stuff and, and stuff and everything, right? There yeah. just can be so many more things than people think of. It doesn't just have to be book mm-hmm. learning and book sure. led And and there's a lot that kids can do on their own that I think we have gone away from the idea of- I don't think we set high enough expectations on kids anymore these days. Mm -hmm, Well, people see my nine-year-old running the cash register and they're like, oh, you can do that. Like, yeah, kids can do a lot more than you think. And he's he's (laughs) a math guy. And if he does the drawer like all morning at coffee shop, it's never a penny off. Like, no, you know how to do it. Kids can do that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so he does it. Just think of that because you're shaping. I mean, they're walking in what they can do. Yeah. Right. with Noah's podcast, those were his gifts. Right. And because he was able to do it because we were home, mm-hmm. that's why he is where he is today at 20 because he could, you know, he pri- he's been practicing the whole time. Right. So think right. of it. I mean, tell the people, tell that's- them that they should open a business. <laughs> they can homeschool their kiddos and it, they, you know what? It's just, it's like you said, you, you didn't know you had to learn yes. and you went out and you got after it and you learned it. And your kiddos got to see you do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What an example, what a prime example of being a lifelong learner. It's just, ugh.
2: I wouldn't say we know everything yet by any means. <laughs> 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 well, and will any of us really the side of no. heaven? We won't, right? We're, we're taking it one day at a time. That's yeah. really what it yep. is. So they say the first three years of your business are the hardest and that's when COVID hits. Uh, so now it's like, okay, crawl out of that new challenge, <laughs> staffing. Okay. Yeah. Next yes. challenge. Yeah, so
0: it's been an, it's been a wild ride. Right. But you're doing that. it all together as a family, and what a beautiful thing, you know?
2: Yeah, we just need a little more balance. So if any homeschooler <laughs> kids out there want yeah. a job, let exactly. me know. If you oh, live I'm in the greater Green Bay area, Green Bay, yes, Wisconsin right.
0: area, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can be
1: around other homeschoolers, homeschooling
2: parents. Yeah, yeah. it's right? it's so cool how many homeschoolers are in the breed on a daily basis. Like, yeah. <laughs> When when COVID yeah. happened and we were forced to totally close except for just doing takeout stuff, yeah. I would say that first week of that, three-fourths of our to-go orders came in from homeschool families who were mm-hmm. just supporting us, mm-hmm. which was so cool to see. Thanks, like, homeschoolers. And they all have
1: like eight kids. So I was like, woo, 10 burgers. yeah, Yay, ooh, Let's do it. Uh, that is so good. I, you know,
0: I have to tell you, so you've been around for four years, but I actually didn't know about you for a couple of years. I became familiar with you when my younger daughter who worked at the downtown YMCA when your boys were there, but she was in the kid's corner. So she was taking care of the little kids and she had met the young man who is now her husband Mm -hmm. and they were hanging out in the YMCA lobby. And then after a couple of weeks and months, she's like, well, could we go across the river to that restaurant called Copper State? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I, I asked my husband. And he's like, yep, I know that place. That's fine. You know, so they did. And that's kind of how I became familiar with it. And then they up and got married. So, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So and that's why I started coming because of my daughter going on dates at your restaurant. All so right. <laughs> excellent. And then I invited Jenny. And next and then thing you know, we have a whole Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. What a blessing you are. Great things happen husband. over beer and coffee. That is for sure. And food. Yep. And those Brussels sprouts? <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Are, <laughs> so who would have thought good. we'd be so known for our Brussels sprouts I as a brewery? Know. But yeah, if we try to get rid of them from the menu, we get many, many bad yeah, comments. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And you know what? They're not just Brussels sprouts, you guys. Okay? let It's not know. like your mom made them. Yeah. It, it's oh, not no. your mom's Brussels sprouts. No. It's a way to eat healthy. <laughs> sure. Kind of <of-ish, laughs> At a bar. Right? A little bit. I mean... Yeah. On that note. <laughs> On that note, guess what? <laughs> FYI is if you hear clinking around, it's because today I'm drinking coffee. And I said today. Normally, we do this podcast in the evening, and it's been just a pleasure drinking coffee.
0: But so we're doing it in the middle of the afternoon it today. Is,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock, I should be drinking tea, but it's coffee. That's all right. Well, friends, you heard it here. First, we are absolutely blessed beyond measure to have Missy with us today. And I hope that you really gleaned a lot of advice, that she gave you a lot of courage to maybe start a business that you've been talking about with your husband. The truth is, friends, is you can do it. You are the best teacher for your children. Nobody else, just you. What a great time to open a business. What a great time for your children to live life, do life with you. Thank you so much for listening to us today or tonight or in the morning, whenever you did. Have a great one.